What's going on, youth workers? Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net, here with you with another episode today of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. And uh, today is the day I realized that I'm a youth pastor again. I'm about to... Uh, about to take some students to Winter Jam, which is kind of a multi-artist concert thing. Maybe you've been. And uh, it is freezing cold outside. It's windy. More than likely be going to be hanging outside the arena for a little bit before the doors open. And uh, I'm in it up to my neck, people. That's all I can say. <laughs> so pray for me if you're hearing this, and hopefully God will take your prayers and uh, move them backwards to this moment in time when uh, when I'm going to need them. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good show. I like Skillet. I've seen them you know, probably a dozen times at festivals and various things. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to anyway. In today's episode, uh, we're talking about bringing the learner forward, and this is where uh, First Century Youth Ministry Podcast, the folks over there, Mark and Heather, uh, invited me back on again to share about coaching and what does it mean to coach others? What does it mean to bring learners forward? Uh, what does it mean to walk with people uh, during a time of uh, crisis or uh, indecision and those things? And I share my thoughts and insights there. Hopefully this will give you some insight into how I coach and how I do things, which brings me to the fluff before the episode where I tell you about something that I do, which is coaching. And I'm currently running a special on coaching that if you purchase three months worth of coaching, you're going to get $50 off. And in addition to that, you're going to get $100 worth of resources as well. So it's a great deal. Uh, I always like to say, listen, you don't need more ideas. You can search the internet for ideas and get ideas. Uh, but what the ideas and what the people on the internet cannot help you do is to execute better, right? You need to execute on the ideas. That's the X's, that's the O's, that's the accountability. That's all of that that's included when I coach somebody because I want you to succeed. I want you to work through the processes and not just this pie in the sky idea uh, of an idea that then you have to work out on your own. We work on ideas together so that you can better execute on those ideas because that is where you succeed is when you're executing on the ideas and building momentum in your youth ministry and all that kind of good stuff. So if you are interested in coaching at all, there'll be a link down in the show notes below, as well as a link to the First Century Youth Ministry podcast. I encourage you to subscribe over there as well because they have a great podcast and uh, they share lots of insight into what youth ministry looks like from a first century point of view. And in this episode, they talk about how Jesus kind of coached people, how he brought learners forward, how he invested in people. And then we get into the conversations later on. One last thing before we jump into the episode here is this. Sometimes you hear me ask you to go over and leave a review on iTunes so that the algorithms will pick up on that and other people will be able to find it. So I'm going to put a little something behind that, that for the next 30 days, if you leave a review, I'm going to put your name in the hat. And uh, on April 12th, I'm going to, or the week of April 12th, whenever the podcast come out that day, uh, I think probably the 12th or 13th, on that episode, I will go ahead and announce a winner and you will get a $25 Amazon gift card. So, but leave an honest review, you know, don't, don't put there, Hey, by the way, I'm leaving this review so I can win an Amazon gift card. I mean, that's the only reason don't, don't do that. Cause I, then I can't put your name in the hat. If you leave an honest review, 
along with five stars, by the way, uh, I will throw your name in the hat and uh, we'll draw a winner and you'll get a $25 gift card. So, but that is that, guys. Thank you for listening to The Fluff. And now it is time to get into the episode where I join Mark and Heather as we talk about bringing the learner forward. Yeah, so um, in the ancient world, this idea of taking on learners and bringing them forward, like the teacher-disciple model that we've looked at again and again is all over the place. Um, whether it's Socrates taking on learners or you know Plato or Aristotle taking on learners or whether in the Hebrew Bible, the first time we see it is um, Elijah taking on Elisha. Mm-hmm. And the I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but there's this cool dynamic in that story where Elisha wants to be just like Elijah, right? And he's like, I want to go with you. I want to go with you. And Elijah's like, no way, man, just, just leave me alone. And Elijah finally gets sick of Elisha asking him to go with him on this journey. And he says, look, if you see me get taken up into heaven, then you're going to get your wish. And what was his wish? It was to be as double. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be double zealous for Yahweh as Elijah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the story actually in Hebrew, it, it's really cool. You you can't tell whether he saw Elisha or Elijah get taken up into heaven or not. Like you don't know. Like it's kind of like you're taken to the moment where where he should see it, but you're not sure if Elisha saw his master taken up into heaven or not. There's supposed to be that ambiguity there. Yeah. And you can only track down what happened by counting up Elisha's miracles. This is what's baller. He, yeah. he almost doubles his master, Elijah, and misses it by one. Isn't that so great? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. So but It's like the first example, though, of a yeah. deep mentoring in a, in a craft. And we could say that it snowballs throughout the Bible. And by the time of Paul, he's like setting up under pastors and bishops mm-hmm. and overseers and, and having them really learn to do what he does in every city he goes to. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, you know, Paul's got a ministry or excuse me, Paul has a coaching side to his ministry where he meets with a lot of youth workers. And, you know, um, Mark and I have done the same in coaching and mentoring youth workers, and we've been coached and mentored ourselves. So, Paul, so I think this honestly, I think this uh, discussion is really important for any of a youth worker or even a non-youth worker who's listening, the importance of finding a mentor, a coach, somebody to help take you to that next level. So what are some benefits, Paul, that you've seen, some of the greatest benefits of yourself being coached or of coaching somebody? I think uh, the, the the real pluses of it are, are this, is that uh, is that a lot of youth workers, especially younger youth workers and even older youth workers, their senior pastors don't do as well a job of discipling, which I think is ongoing, which is forever. <laughs> the relationship is forever. But the but sadly, when youth pastors are hired, some people think that the discipleship process is over, that somehow that the youth pastor is supposed to know everything, supposed to have it all in gear and so forth. And so a lot of people go hands off and then it's just about X's and O's. And so I think one of the, yeah. the great benefits of, of is, is the maturation of, of discipleship that you're willing to say, look, I still would like to be in a discipleship relationship within the context of youth ministry. How can I be a better follower of Jesus as I'm, as I'm helping other students follow Jesus. And so when I coach uh, folks, I have that relationship with them 
that's an ongoing discipleship relationship. It's not, you know, master yeah. student. It's just two disciples, one older, maybe one younger that mm-hmm. says, Hey, you know, I want to help you on your journey. I don't want to just, I don't want you to just yeah. do X's and O's. I don't want you to just have a better lock in. I, I want you to, I want you to love Jesus. And, uh, yeah, and that's, sure. that's kind of the goal, um, you know, uh, of, of coaching, you know, to be a good coach, you gotta be, you know, you're, you're, you're mainly a discipler, but you also, you know, you gotta be like a good therapist. You have to be able to listen. You have to be able to mm-hmm. tell people where they're at. Uh, and then, yeah, you have to take on the role of, of X's and O's where you draw it up on the board and say, okay, this is how you actually do the thing that you're, you're wanting to do. And so I think all that plays well together, uh, when you're coaching someone. Sweet. So who grows the most? Like who are the people that you've seen who grow the most? Like what's true of them? True of them, I would say, is those who uh, who grow the most uh, are those who actually practice <laughs> what what I tell mm-hmm. them to do. Because I mean, if you look at any scenario, yeah, if you go to the doctor and the doctor says, "Well, you should probably lose twenty pounds." Uh, well, then if you don't do that, you're back there, you know, uh, two years later, and you know you're uh, you know you're suffering from you know some sort of uh, you know physical problem or, or health ailment mm-hmm. because you didn't follow that advice, you know, yeah. uh, and it doesn't matter whether, whether it's your, whether you have a podcast coach or a youth ministry coach or uh, or a health coach who's trying to help you do all those things. Um, you know, I, I think that you have to be able to um, be a practitioner. So I think the, the people who benefit most from coaching are those who are willing to actually do the things and then be accountable. That's, that's the whole part of it. It says, look, I'm having trouble on my own, you know, either being honest with myself or I can't get other people to be honest with me. Then a coach steps in and says, Hey, let's be honest about where, where you're spending your time or what you're doing and, and then giving them the steps and then them being accountable for the steps that you give them. Yeah. That's so key. We talked a little bit about that last week about the importance of gathering people into your lives who are willing to, speak hard truths and then be humbly, be humble enough to receive it and actually do something with it. Right. That's something I've learned in the basketball world. Here's another sports analogy, but I had a game last night. It was a varsity game. It was a great game back and forth. He was refereeing, not playing by the way. Yeah. No, remember my sport days are long gone, but, um, so, but I worked with a guy who's like hardcore veteran official. I mean, this guy knows everything about everything. And so, I'm just, I'm all ears. I'm like, yeah, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Cause I just, I'm hungry to learn. Right. And that's the type of mentality that I hear you saying, those are the youth workers who grow the most is those who are saying, yeah, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And especially if they do, they try it, they practice, you know, whatever that is, uh, whether that's, you know, working on their calendar or whether that's communication or, or whatever it may be that you have something to talk about. If they're practicing it, either they're discovering something about themselves or they're discovering mm-hmm. that it's hard, uh, that when you're doing a long-term coaching situation from session to session, you know, if they're practicing it, then they're noticing then where they need to get better or what they're really nailing, you know, what they're really doing well at that. This is, I didn't know I could do this well at it until I tried it. And so, you know, it's very much a discovery process. Yeah. So if we had a listener who was wanting to go and coach somebody, you know, how would they know that they're ready for that? Well, that's a good question. They, I, I think every person knows at some point that they need help. And there's a lot of, sadly, a lot of youth workers cannot find the help they're looking for inside their own church because they feel like they're being mm-hmm. judged. And so ah. that they, they have it all together. 
They should have it all together. They don't want to ask a lot of questions. They don't want to, you know, seem like they don't, they're incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. And so, and there's a myth that you've already trained for ministry, right? Like oh, you finish yeah. Bible college or you finish your degree sure. and people act like, well, you've trained for ministry. So now we just plug you in like a cog. And actually there's a whole lifelong pursuit of getting better, right? A hundred percent. Because if, uh, if I had a dollar yeah. for every time somebody says they didn't teach me in co- that in college, yeah. yeah, that would. Yeah. I'd be a rich, rich man, and uh, because it's always changing, culture is changing, technology is changing, right? There's, mm-hmm. you know, nobody, nobody taught somebody how to use Snapchat, you know, ten years ago in Bible college. They may not still be teaching how to do that, or at least how to how to, you know, you know, communicate through it or those things. So, so it's yeah. always changing. Um, and sure. you clear, you clear thirty, and who remembers anything you did in college, anyways? True that. I mean, 100%. come on. Yeah. Uh, you're now you're, yeah. now yeah. you're figuring it out as you go. That's yeah, really yeah. that's really true. I think there's something to be said there because I've coached people in the past who like as I'm talking to them and the, as they're in their church office, they're like, "Can I call you back on my cell phone? I'm going to go outside the church right now so I can talk to you about this." Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to be a learner that has the vulnerability of this needs to get better and I'm getting help. And here's what's ironic about that: you take anyone at the top of their game at anything and they've invested the most in coaches lebron james has a personal coach that Mm -hmm. coaches him on longevity and skills and i promise you he's better at basketball than any one of us is at youth ministry (laughs) and he's humble enough to get a coach right yeah absolutely and listen for for those your listeners listen if you don't know it's for you i i am happy to offer a free 30 minutes of my hey there you go to simply say Look, if you would like to give this a try and just say, look, we'll work on one thing, one situation, one question, whatever it is you have, I'll be happy to sit and just listen for those 30 minutes and work through it. And then then that person can decide whether or not a, a long-term coaching uh, is, is going to be ideal for them. You know, usually three months is usually a good segment from start to finish. Uh, that's a mm-hmm. good long time to practice those things. Because results are not just going to happen. They don't happen overnight. So, uh, you know, it takes that three months of being able to be in and out, asking questions uh, mm-hmm. and being free to ask questions. Once again, it's it's part therapist in that because youth workers come in at all different levels and some come in broken and some are trying to yeah. deal with their their life and some are dealing with their family or their bosses or their whatever's going on. And sometimes you just got to listen. Because one affects the other, and you have to be able to process that as part of the yeah. coaching totally. experience. Yeah, yeah. So to kind of end the show today, you know, maybe a youth worker is sitting around listening right now, and they're like, "Yeah, but I don't know. Could this really work for me? And it's going to cost. It might cost me money. And is this going to be the investment that's really worth it? And um, do you have any like personal stories or experiences of working with people in the past where you've really seen a personal ministry coach investment really make uh, dividends in their life really pay off? Yeah. I think of my friend Zach and Zach, uh, I worked with Zach and Zach was, um, you know, like a lot of youth workers doing youth ministry by himself, all by himself. I mean, didn't, was, was, was constantly doing everything. He was doing everything and he was uh, really frazzled, uh, really unfocused, really Mm. trying to pull it all together and after uh, a three-month time with him, we got him to a place where uh, I helped him really kind of show him how to ask for help, 
but also do things like student leadership, uh, involving more students in getting the meeting done and, uh, and getting, uh, trusting more leaders to be able to do some of that. Cause I would always ask them, I say, why are you doing that? Why is that your job? Why is, wow, that's good. Because, because it, it, because I know youth pastors think they're the only person that can, can do this thing, but I'll tell you right now, students can do anything a youth pastor can do with a little bit of training, a little bit of mentorship. There's nothing mm-hmm. that a youth pastor does that is unique unto itself, maybe uh, within the context yeah. of a youth meeting or something like that, that a student cannot do. And so when he got that, when he really, when that, when God kind of helped him come to that yeah. place, that says, wow, I can really hand this thing off. I can be able to give this to students. Well, that that opened up a whole nother world where more students were involved. And I, he was showed me videos. He would send me wow. uh, all these things of students leading and doing these things. And I just thought it was so powerful that he was able to kind of get that off his plate and uh, and really start to free himself up both emotionally uh, and from an administrative point of view that, uh, that he started, he had that mindset. He was able to switch from the mindset of do it all myself to equip others to do these things. That's so great because him having a coach helped him become a coach. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get that multiplication, right? Just like we see in the scriptures, just constant multiplication of one person investing their life in somebody and they went and did the same. Exactly. That's great. So friends, if you would like to get connected with Paul, uh, again, check out the discipleproject.net. If you are interested in getting a coach, definitely get connected to Paul. Or if you would like to um, talk with Mark or I, definitely reach out to us as well. And we would love to help you process and uh, become better at what you do. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. And so Mark, anything else that you want to add before we uh, close out the show today? No, this was great, Paul. Thanks for being with us for a couple episodes. This was so fun. Well, that was a blast. I hope that you guys got something from that. I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, Just being with Mark and Heather, uh, they do a great job over there. I hope you'll subscribe to their podcast as well. And once again, don't forget, there'll be a link down below that if you were interested in coaching, uh, offering the three months, get $50 off, check out the link below. Uh, And don't forget, guys, uh, and I say this every week because I think it's vitally important that you stay encouraged. That's part of my deal. It's part of why I do this is because there's so many of you listening right now that you may be beating yourself up. You may feel defeated. You may feel like you're not doing a good job. Let me tell you something. You're doing a good job. You're doing the very best you can, as am I, by the way, as I mentioned earlier, going to Winter Jam. I'm going to go ahead and drink me like 10 cups of coffee. I'm going to get the energy level up, and I'm going to throw up a rock fist or two uh, for skillet and uh, keep an eye on my kids. But let me tell you something. Like I said, you're doing the best you can. I'm doing the best I can. Don't beat yourself up. God loves you. God cares about you. The work you're doing is important. You're impacting the lives of students. Keep your head up. Count your wins. And yeah, take your L's. But let me tell you something. Your L's don't define you. You're going to go through ups and downs and all those things. But let me tell you something. God loves you for who you are. He doesn't love you only when you're a winner. He loves you in your losses as well. So stay encouraged out there. Keep ministering to students. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.